Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Today I'm joined by Dallin Huff, the president at Motion. Dallin, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Jared? I'm doing well. Excited for us to, to chat. Uh, we usually like to dive right into this, so let's start out with uh, a little bit about your background, and then we'll talk more about Motion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I've, I've worked in healthcare my entire career. Uh, you know, I started almost 20 years ago uh, as an on-call housekeeper uh, at a hospital at night. Um, I, I'd go in and clean the, the rooms once a patient was discharged and uh, moved into uh, moved into managing uh, the housekeeping uh, on the night shift uh, while I was in college. And uh, after that, worked uh, for a large health system for a number of years, moved into the medical device space for a little bit before um, finally settling into uh, the healthcare IT arena, and that's where the, the bulk of my experience uh, working with uh, 3M Health Information Systems um, for about eight years, um, and then most recently with uh, Air Methods, uh, one of the largest uh, air medical providers, and then um, and then now as president of Motion. And let's let's tie that back into which usually it always does in some 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 way. I always ask about the company uh, for whichever guest comes on. Give us the why, how, what of motion. And usually that why always plays some, there's always, not always, but like more often than not, there's a tie between like your background and what really resonated with you being in the role, right? So can you give us the why, how, what of motion? And then we'll go into some of the, the core topics we want to discuss here today. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we're a, we're a patient movement platform. Uh, we're focused primarily on emergent uh, interfacility facility uh, transport. So uh, we're all about helping make sure that uh, patients are getting uh, from the, uh, to the right facility by the right mode of transportation um, so that, uh, you know, they're uh, receiving the, the best care uh, possible uh, in route, but also, um, making sure that they're getting to the right destination that, that can care for them and, and uh, care for the condition that they, that they have. Uh, you know, we were born out of uh, our two founders were emergency uh, department physicians, uh, you know, that were really looking at what they had to do on a daily basis uh, of, of moving patients from, from one hospital to another uh, and, and really decided that there had to be a better way um, to, decide which mode of transport uh, that patient should uh, should take. So whether they should go by a ground ambulance or uh, by an air ambulance, um, they, you know, they saw a lot of variability uh, across the board and, and really wanted to help to standardize and organize that decision-making process. Uh, from that, you know, we, uh, we expanded into uh, a more robust platform that, that not only helps with that initial requesting process and decision-making around what mode of transport is the right mode, but also uh, bringing together uh, that sending facility, uh, the receiving facility, and the transport vendor into a single platform where they can communicate and everybody can understand uh, what's happening with that patient uh, as they're moving. Uh, and then uh, all of the, the inputs that go into that uh, make for really robust data on the back end that helps you to understand how patients are moving within a system, whether that's, you know, a system of affiliated hospitals, a uh, system of unaffiliated hospitals, or in the state of our, our uh, or in the case of our largest customer, 
uh, the state of Kansas, um, how patients are moving uh, in an entire state. So go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you're, you're fine. Keep, keep going. If you, if you yeah, want to add so, to it. You, yeah, so you know we um, we, we do this through a, a software as a service application. We're we're entirely web based. Uh, we back that up. We have customers that um, that use a twenty four seven communication center that we have uh, as a support for that SaaS application. We also have customers that are using uh, using the software within their own transfer centers. So uh, we really have a couple of different models that we use. But at its core. Uh, what we're what we're all about is making sure uh, that patients get to the right destination uh, via the right mode of transport, so that uh, they can be we can be as efficient as possible within the system, but also uh, focus on the the quality of care that the patient's receiving. And one of the big questions that you and I wanted to discuss here today, and we can relate it back to motion, but first, kind of give us the overview uh, of what you're seeing, but. What are some of the issues around patient movement like that have been caused basically uh, or that COVID-19, this pandemic has highlighted? Let's let's say that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's um, I think it's different for different types of, of hospitals. You know, um, one of uh, our, our core customer base um, is a mix of critical access hospitals in, in very rural areas. Um, as well as um, these large receiving, uh, you know, level one trauma centers uh, in, in urban areas. And, you know, and, and for each of them, there, there's been different, uh, different issues. You know, um, when you think about resources uh, with the rural hospitals, a lot of these folks are in areas where, you know, they might have one ground truck for an entire county. And if that truck leaves for four hours to take a, a patient somewhere, they don't have coverage uh, during that time. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of anecdotal evidence, uh, a lot of stories that are shared that, you know, hey, we don't have enough coverage, but there's not a lot of hard data to really show, you know, the, the need and um, what's happening from a, a resource utilization standpoint. And that was just exacerbated by, by COVID-19. Um, obviously, there were a lot of patients that needed to be transported. Um, and, and so those those issues were were highlighted uh, tremendously. At the same time, you know, these larger facilities had, uh, you know, a, a plethora of of patients wanting, uh, you know, that the other facilities wanted to transport uh, to them, uh, but they didn't have beds available uh, for a number of different reasons, whether it was nursing shortages or or you know a, a number of other factors. Um, but there was, there were patients that, um, we could have moved down the system. So from a level one trauma center, maybe down to a community hospital. Um, but you know, part of the, the challenge there is just coordinating transport. There's reimbursement challenges with that. Um, so I, I think it's really highlighted some, some core issues with how patients move around, uh, through the system. And, and, you know, we're trying to be in the middle of all of that. Um, to, to be the, the solution, uh, you know, as opposed to, uh, you know, just kind of sitting back and, and, and letting things happen. So, you know, we work with our, our core customer base in, in Kansas uh, on creative solutions to, you know, try to move um, patients down the, the chain to open up beds for, um, for those very sick patients. You know, we're talking stroke patients, uh, people who are having heart attacks and, and the like. Um, 
you know, in, in addition, just providing that, like I said, that resource allocation for those uh, small critical access hospitals so they can really understand uh, what's happening uh, with respect to patient transport and, and the types of resources that they, they need. Well, I, I really appreciate you going through more of this this uh, this problem that was highlighted by COVID. Obviously, it was it was there before, but I think the spotlight got shined on it a little bit more as a result. And then, you know, I just want to make sure too, like if there's anything I know you talked a little bit about it, like Motion's role, um, but if there's anything we missed or that you want to add about how Motion's helping in that movement, please add it. Um, but uh, you know. Appreciate your comments on on all these uh, these questions today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think um, again at its core, you know, we, we really feel like there's power in understanding how patients are moving um, throughout a system. You know, we we were able to provide to the state of Kansas, who um, you know is our our main customer, uh, you know, really robust data to help them to understand trends uh, that we were seeing in patient movement, um, uh, trends we were seeing in bed availability. Uh, and, and things that really help them to make decisions uh, about what to do uh, to help alleviate some of the stress on the system. You know, and, and as we as we move kind of out of the pandemic, hopefully, uh, you know, we, we really feel like there's there's still tremendous value in understanding how those patients are moving within a system. You know, we had um, one of our initial customers uh, was an accountable care organization that, uh, you know, as we uh, as we started to work with them, they discovered that, you know, uh, 50% of their patients uh, at one point in time were being transported or transferred two to three times before they got to the right, um, the right destination, the right care setting. Uh, so we, we want to help avoid things like that. Uh, we want to highlight, like I said, places where um, there are uh, much needed resources, both from a, a ground ambulance standpoint, as well as, well as an air standpoint. Um, and we want to make sure that uh, you know, everybody has a, a solid understanding of how uh, those patients are moving and how we can potentially uh, make sure that they're ending up in the right place. Um, you know, there's things we can do with these critical access hospitals around sustainability for themselves, you know, um, understanding the types of patients they're moving out can help them understand, you know, if they can expand service lines or maybe find ways uh, to be more, you know, financially uh, sustainable themselves. So th there's a number of different things that we do that we really feel like just having that understanding of what's happening um, can, can really highlight and, and, and really bring a tremendous value uh, to our hospital customers. I want to thank you for your for your time here today uh, and answering you know, our questions. Really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully we can have you come back on in the future. We can dive into some other issues, but this was really your intro episode to kind of highlight the company too, to let people know that maybe haven't heard of you yet. And then people that have heard of you, they, they get that extra dose of, uh, kind of hearing you on, on, on answer some core questions and, um, give us kind of how emotions playing, uh, playing a role in this, in the space. So thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate having you on the podcast here today. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Jared.